Valin is entertaining. Uh, somebody who is dressed very similar to the Reghead Barbarians that you encountered uh, when you were on your way from 2 to 1, I believe. or The, two uh, to, the Bear Tribe. I believe yes. Um, there's no tribal markings to delineate what tribe he is, but he appears to be a Barbarian, and he is talking... Anana's downstairs working in her laboratory. She's, you know, she's home, but she's not part of the conversation. Valin appears to be speaking in a somewhat uh, broken reghead dialect to this barbarian in your dining hall. All right, what is she saying? Uh, are you just over overhearing at this point? Yeah. Um, she is talking about um, fishing, particularly whaling. There is some. Uh, some lost in translation moments where there's many words for fishing and many words for whaling and they don't always overlap so she keeps using the wrong terminology here and there but she's smart so she's picking it up quickly and it appears that she's trying to find out where the whaling vessels set out from and what dangers to encounter how do you avoid the frost giants on the water it appears that she's talking to a uh, mariner about sailing and a barbarian and, mariner yes mariner a bar- the a bar- barbarian a <laughs> A, a mar- marinated barbarian. A marmarian. Is, yes. That's a marmot that's also a barbarian. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll walk in and, and kind of curtly correct one of her misuses of ragged words. Okay. Uh, and then I'll sh- take a seat. Yeah. Mansplainer. <laughs> um, I'll just look over at the barbarian after I sit down and kind of rudely interrupt. Um, See if they continue. Uh, and assume we're all in the room, right? <coughs> yeah, you, you can all be wherever you want to be. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit with them and give a polite greeting to both people, but not interrupt. Uh, Bacotti, where are you? I stay by the door. All right. Sai? I sit down next to Zillivan. <coughs> <laughs> and Una. Uh, Una has pass gone you, pass you on back. to, I assume, like... Una has basically found, like, an open notebook, like a blank notebook somewhere in the house, like a library or something like that, or even Mm -hmm. a ledger. And it's just sort of, she's been rather, you know, she's been very taciturn the last few weeks. Um, More so than usual. Yeah, more so than usual. Um, But now she's both that, and she's sort of got her, she's had her brow furrowed this entire, ever since the encounter with the the light dude. Mm. Uh, And she's sort of jotting stuff down on a piece of paper and very much sort of um, stream of consciousness sort of just trying to you know, scratching things out and drawing diagrams and, and that kind of thing. You being obvious about it? Uh, I mean, she's 14. Um, so uh, not like she's not making a show of it, but I don't she's not really paying attention to anyone else. She's just kind of being a 14-year-old girl with a notebook in front of her. So, yes, I'm sure all yeah. the adults notice the, the 14-year-old being like, this is my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't don't ship Sai and, and Zev. They're already so close to doing it on their own. No, she's shipping Sai and Niantai. Sai and Tai. The Sai and Tai Peninsula. No, I'm actually writing a, a, um, <laughs> a Dristuard and hate fic. Oh... <laughs> I thought all the novels were already just Dorn and Hayes. No, they're the other thing. <laughs> really? Because I hated them. <laughs> yeah, but they all want to suck his D, so. Um, Alright, so is anybody going to engage Una before we get on with the Barbarian chat? I kind of want to. How about it? 
pops. I mean, like, you're, you're... Hi, new Papu Daddy. <laughs> Pop 2. Pop, Pop. Pop 2, electric boogaloo. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of by the door, and I, I, wherever Una is, I can see her like scribbling furiously. And I'm not the most observant person, but I have no, like, you point about your character. Yeah, right. Um, but I, I've noticed the sort of, like, the pull like at the eyebrows there and while that's not something that like dragonborn have like on their faces the the sensation of concentration is noticeable Mm -hmm. and so i'm just gonna kind of like sidle up behind you and like look over your shoulder a little bit and just see what you're writing just to like see what things you're trying to figure out um it's lots of things like the word father Mm. and uh a real and just sort of recaps of recent events and like sort of it's very um whiteboard with the red string yeah gotcha gotcha (laughs) but in in written form I thought you said father, and then, then it says honey Dijon, and then you realize it's a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> For slow cook dad. <laughs> Falls right off the bone. Beer basted. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I, I sort of lean down over her shoulder and go, I do not pretend to know you at all. <laughs> but. If there is a clue to the mystery that you have an answer to that you are not sharing with us, you might at least want to share it with one of us so you are not on your own in whatever troubles you find yourself in, child. And when you lean over her shoulder and start speaking, Una jumps and... In the way of anyone who's, like, writing, mm-hmm. effectively journaling down, but also, again, 14-year-old girl. <laughs> she takes her sort of notebook and, like, and, like, obviously does not want you to see it in, like, the mm-hmm. ink smears and stuff like that. But uh, she turns around really quickly and sort of narrows her eyes at you and goes, where do you get your power from? Oh, the darkness, child. We all know this. I was an egg of the shadow fell. I draw my power from all the things hidden from this world. And does the darkness require something of you in return? I don't know how your relationship with power works, but my sacrifice was made before I came onto this plane. My sacrifice was made by my bloodline long before me. Some of us sacrificed our own bloodlines for power. (laughs) Well, be that as it may. Don't lose too much of yourself to power before you have a chance to enjoy it. It's already been lost, Makati. Then you have nothing left but to relish your power then. 
I think, based on recent events, that my father may be opposed to Oriel. However, I believe that that structure may be very similar to the wizards of Belen's Brotherhood. Victory of one is not necessarily a victory for the people of the Ten Towns. Cut there. So this conversation happens sort of stage left as all of you sort of gather on the end of the dining table where uh, Valin is engaged in speaking to this Reghead barbarian. And while she's doing an admirable job of learning Reghead dialect on the fly, you are fluent in it already. Um, and what you gather quickly from context is that the Reghead barbarian seated at your table is named Goonvald. Um, Goon for short. Yes, you may call him Goon or you may call him Vault, but don't I call him Lundvald. Um... Don't, don't call him late for dinner. And uh, and he is um, he is a uh, whaler by trade. You know, it's part of his tribe. It helps Hard support his tribe. tribe yeah. um, and see. although the the barbarians aren't well known for their trading with the Ten Towns people, um, whale oil has become so valuable that they've started trading it because... They can, Shit, yeah. yeah. They don't. They don't need as much of it as they collect from a, a whale. Um, Turn a profit. And she is, uh, like I said, she's asking questions about you know where do you set sail, what dangers are there, what islands are in the sea of moving ice that you know of, what, you know stationary islands because a lot of what constitutes it's islands literally in the sea called of the sea ice, of moving ice yeah, yeah. are giant icebergs that move around, and you need to you know know the tides and the the flow of the waters to know where they're going to be at any given point, but there are actual land masses out there, and that seems to be what she's looking for. Yeah, she probably assumes that that is where her apprentice and the orb have gone. Seems likely. Yeah. But um, she sort of reaches what could be considered a polite stopping point in the conversation, and then makes a formal introduction of all of you, and says, this is Gunvald. He is uh, a bear tribe uh, sailor and, and whaler and fisherman. Um, Hello. And he sort of gives you a silent nod. Um, and she says he was in town trading whale oil, and I invited him to uh, to give us some insight on sailing the sea of moving ice, which I understand is a treacherous and dangerous proposition. Um, <clears throat> I want to speak to him in Reged and just ask him: Were you part of the bear tribe that was out by? And I give some landmark out where number two is out there. Mm. Um, <coughs> and he will answer you in in bear tribe dialect and. Say no that that uh, that was a war party led by my cousin, um, uh, Zormund. And, uh, Zormund, that Zormund. guy's awesome. And uh, he says uh, Zormund and his uh, and and my my many cousins in the Bear Tribe they hunt orcs uh, as we have done for many generations. Um, we tolerate no orc to live north of the spine of the world. Um, if you encountered them, I'm sure they were. They were executing their sacred ancestral duty. Um, but yeah, he, he denies being part of that group. They, you know, it, 
it was dark, and of course, fog of war. You don't really remember big <coughs> faces from that encounter, but you know this isn't the yeah. the speaker of the the bear tribe that you dealt with. Yeah, I figured if he was, he probably would have said so. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say um, we were uh, we discussed with it must have been Zormund mm. um, some issues being faced by was it the elk tribe, the wolf tribe, <clears throat> the wolf tribe. Uh, strange practices in caves. Is that something mm. that's reached your ears? Yes, and to remind the whole party, he said that there is a cave where members of the wolf tribe debase themselves before their ancestors and devour the flesh of their uh, fallen kin. And we were getting very strong Una vibes from that. Yes, you were getting, yeah, it was, uh, it was Una this world. Yeah, um, rude. Yeah. Seems familiar. Um, yeah, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's you don't want to put your finger on it, you might lose it. <laughs> yeah, keep your finger out of there. <laughs> She's got a sign around her neck that just says, careful, bites. <laughs> That's good. You just, just has a like a loop of string around her neck with fingers. Very off of it. It's like a candy necklace, but it's just index fingers. Um, and uh, he'll say, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah. these fucking jamokes. Yeah. yeah, this is how the dialect works, right? Pick <laughs> yeah. it up, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee and the, tea, the bear tribe is from Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> no, he goes, yeah, we, we've, we've heard tell of the... Uh, that the wolf tribe has fallen to madness. Um, there is a contagious form of madness that seems to be spreading throughout the uh, throughout Icewind Dale. Um, we stay true to our ancestral heritage. We stay true to our ways. Um, we do not worship the Frost Maiden, nor do we um, nor do we engage her or her followers when we deal with them. Um, she is not a God that we proselytize, and for the most part, we have been left alone in whatever madness that she is bringing to this land. Um, however, the tribe of the wolf has not fared as well. Uh, we fear that starvation may have driven them mad. We have encountered a number of people in our travels afflicted with similar conditions, and it's probably best if they are put down. Do you know where they make their? cave where they debase themselves? Uh, he does know that and he'd be happy to put it on your map. Uh, I've dated my journal. <laughs> I've dated my journal. We have nothing in common. <laughs> I got paper cuts. Sorry, I was really fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, wait till I have uh, Yeah, he's going to put a post-it note on your map, but... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. I have to go visit Office Max first. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> He has, to, he has to go to Icewind Staples and <laughs> buy some He's waiting for an Icewind sale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's off Icewind Dale. <laughs> uh, but yes, he will He will mark it on your map, and I will look through the book and try to pull up the map so I can tell you exactly where it is. Half price Wind Dale. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to tell the story about a little Icewind Dale. And you guys were talking in your, your wolf dialect, or bear dialect? Yeah, hey man, wolf, we don't talk about that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Bears only here. Like so Hi. if you look on the map, <laughs> so, just southwest of four, the uh, northernmost little spot of mountain. You're going to be there. fucking kidding me, it's right there? Right there. Oh, for fuck's well, sake. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's actually much further than it looks. It's closest to four, but... Um, Four is really where the check mark is on four. It's close to where four is. This is down in those mountains there. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, That's but so game. That would be a theoretical nine that I will put up at a later date. 
I think we could theoretically deal with that if we have time after doing all the villain errands that are north of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking fuck. I was really hoping it would be like on the glacier or like next to five. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, Goddamn no, fucking absolutely fuckers. Not. Absolutely not. Cheese ass dickweeds. Oh, look, it's, it's across from Goodmead and like right where you found Una. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird how that works. It's like just something in the water. Hmm. Um, a lot of Dugan's whole lot of blood. Nice. Whole lot less now. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, he does speak common. If other people want to speak to him in common, he will reply to you. Gross. I don't have anything to say. Zeb has. This is this is Cruz's show. Okay. With the regat stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, we get the information from Valin anyway that she was trying to get out of him. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the only questions I would have because I'm sure that's information we'll need when we go to three, five, and seven. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, if he's got somewhere to be, I don't see any reason to keep him here. Yeah. Um, Valin gives him a small pouch of coins. It, it appears that this was a paid-for conversation, as you know, one does. Um, and uh, he does say, um, if you are looking for something in the sea of moving ice and you are not experienced sailors, it may be too dangerous to try and take a boat out your first time there. Um Travelers in the past have been known to treat with the white whale to gain its wisdom and possibly barter passage. Does that sound like a whale that we heard about that would be awakened? Does. What a pain in the ass. And to refresh our memories, that was the awakened companion of the giant who penned the codicil of white. Yes. Yes. At least a portion of the codicil of white. Right, because the, the codicil, codicil is like thousands of years old. And yes, was it Helgram that wrote the more recent edition that was like two hundred years old? Helgram uh, wrote the original passages. The original. And the the druidist that wake, awakened the white whale was his great granddaughter. Mm. Is the codicil of white the codicil of white like W I G H T or? Clever question, but no, it is W H I T E. The codicil of white white. Don't tell me. <laughs> white. Wait, wait. Um, any questions for this man before he departs your company? Um, he is a whaler, right? So they must have whaling vessels out there. Can we ride with them if we need to? He's a whaler on the moon. Um, we need to ride. He um. He says, "I I will. I'll bring it to my crew." Um, the captain of the ship doesn't make unilateral decisions for the whole crew unless we're in combat. Um, so I would have to put it to a vote. Um, the crew would probably require some form of payment. Uh, I take coin. Many of them have no use for it, so I'd have to find Food. out what they would what they would take. Um, Food and steel weapons, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also still have, and I don't have it written on my sheet anymore, but I do mm-hmm. remember getting a token of some kind or a symbol or whatever from the bear tribe when we killed a bunch of orcs with them. Yes. So I'm hopeful that I can kind of brandish that and be like, would this help? Settle their minds. Make a persuasion check with advantage. I like advantage because my persuasion eats a big fat ass. 14. It's not bad. Um, <clears throat> you hold it out as if to hand it to this man. And he reaches out in sort of a friendly barbarian way and closes your fingers around it um, so that you are still holding it. And says, uh, this is the signet of my cousin. Um, you have been marked by him as a friend of the bear tribe uh, carry that with you always it brings you great honor to have it in your in your possession um, I can't speak for my crew but I will speak positively on your behalf 
I will do my best to convince them to take you with us when we go. What so a bunch Zep- of a-holes. <laughs> Zemash does have something. Yes. Perhaps we should warn him of what we saw. That is a fair point. Uh, so and Valen should tri- hear about it as well. So their tribe should know. And yes, indeed, Valen, this interests you as well. Mm. Would you like me to take the Florcus? By all means. On our travels to the east, we encountered a very strange being. I will describe it to the best of my ability. And uh, she does. Uh, <laughs> you should put this picture on the screen. She- <laughs> it looked like that. <laughs> Look at that motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, check check the chart. Hold on, I put, took a picture of it with my cell phone. My big scary chart. Uh, and so, yeah, she will just describe the encounter as uh, as clinically as she can. Uh, not really trying to make it, she's not trying to make people feel afraid, just prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and she also spec- it's, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no go ahead. She also clarifies that she doesn't share her theory that it's the pe- that this is now the people of Lonelywood. Mm-hmm. Um, she will say, however, that once the creature was extinguished, we did it did take on the appearance of a, a, a man, a genasi that we had met before, mm-hmm. who hailed from Lonelywood. We don't know what this means or what the nature of this being is just yet, but fighting it up close seemed like a very bad idea. So we advise you and all others to utilize ranged tactics and eschew anything that is radiant in nature. And one could easily assume that it is highly immune to cold. In undercommon, uh, mm. should we tell them about the ruin aura being backwards, or do, do people know about this? That, that's something weird. Back in undercommon, they may already know of this. We speak of the weather patterns that have been peculiar lately. It occurred not long after the encounter of the, with this being. We don't know if it's related, but whatever this thing was, it's apparently the Knolls knew about it. Valin. Mm. Um, pipes up at this point and says, elaborate on the gnolls and how they knew about it. Describe it. When the gnolls attacked us when we were traveling, they were led by one with a bell attached to a stumped arm. At first, things were going rather well for us, but then they all scattered when this searching light came out through the distance, and however far away, they all the gnolls all went silent and, flew, and fled, not even bothering to fight it. Um, <clears throat> the um, the barbarian will look at Villain and Villain will sort of meet eyes and the barbarian will speak up at this point and says Knolls are scavengers and tend not to uh, tend not to fight if they feel overmatched but in numbers as you describe they're not eager to flee the field uh, indeed they did outnumber us mm. but they would have surely outnumbered this lone opponent and they reacted with uh, fear or fright. Immediate fear. Mm. They fled us, leaving their dead behind. Um, know you of any groups of gnolls in this area with a bell, perhaps, that might notify of otherworldly entities? There is a crevasse in the spine of the world where the bear tribe does not go. Uh, this is where gnolls are known to make their dens. Um, for all their wanton scavenging, the gnolls provide a valuable service to the land of the spine of the world, feeding on the carrion that would draw greater beasts. 
Um, for this reason, we have not invaded their chasm and slain them to a beast. Uh, the the habit of mutilating themselves to affix items of iron to their limbs is something that they've developed in the past few generations. Uh, over the past 40 or 50 years, the time of my father is when we first started encountering it. It appears to be something that their demon lord has granted them to alert them of the presence of magical beings, gods, and outsiders, aberrations. Um, it is common knowledge that the gnolls treat with demons, and their demon lord offers them some measure of protection. Um, that, is, that is my report. I hope that you and your people will be well prepared for, their, for any incursions on their part. We, uh, we tend to keep to the foothills and the waterways. The gnolls come down from their den and wander the wastes looking for carrion. Oh, I speak more of the strange uh, bright walker that we found. As I said, we interfere not with the minions of Oril, nor treat with her. If she controlled, if, if this being controlled the weather, it is likely her minion. So the answer is, we will not fucking go anywhere near it. Fuck yeah. that thing. Which is probably a great policy. They're isolationist. Right now it seems like a you problem. Isolationist? Yeah. Ah, that's no big deal. Well, it only seemed polite to give fair warning. Thank mm. you for hearing me out. Mm. And I will look to Valen and see how concerned she looks. Um, She is uh, kind of a, a master of the poker face. Yes. So she's not really betraying much emotion on her face, but you can see that she's sort of, um, I don't want to say lost in thought. Her mind works a little too quickly for that, but you can you know the look when the wheels are turning. Yep. And that's what you're getting. Um, so while she's processing new information, she's also asking you uh, enough about this strange encounter. Tell me what you learned at the uh, Spire of Netheril. Um, <clears throat> the... Essence of Dizan was not fully dispelled when the wizard was slain. He had performed a ritual to create an illusion of himself that was at least aware of its surroundings. Mm. It referred to itself as a simulacrum. Mm -hmm. uh, there with some undead minion. Um, very eager to perform some ritual that would sap, of us, uh, sap us of our life force to bestow upon it new flesh. Um, we declined with authority. Uh, probably a well-made decision. Um, and this simulacrum? Dispatched. And just now. Very good. Uh, describe to me this device that would bring the simulacrum to life. It was believed that some ancient ritual from thousands of years ago by some mad mage uh, would provide an illusion with physical substance by sapping it from another living creature. She holds up a finger in the air and turns, even as you're finishing your sentence, and goes back. She's She's got a... Um, it's not her spell book. It just seems to be like a large leather-bound ledger she's using to take copious notes in. And she's flipping back through it, and she pulls out another book for reference, and um, starts looking at her notes, looking back, and she goes, Was the mage Eriolathus? Yes. All right. Eriolathus was a netherese mage... Uh, approximately 2,000 years ago. His primary focus of study was 
granting flesh to things without flesh, uh, giving ethereal beings a physical body. Yes. Um, That's sort of the backwards of that. Um, and she goes, uh, this brings us to the Mithalar, because if I can, if I'm deciphering Helgren's writings right, he was with Iriolathus when Ithrin, the flying city, crashed. I believe we're getting somewhere. Ithrin is where I think the Mithalar might be. We just need to find a way to it. Zevil plotted the books that she obtained. Mm. You may find these interesting as well, Valen. I've taken the liberty to do a bit of reading of them myself, though I did not have time to go into detail. And I will pull out the two volumes that I have. Um, mm -hmm. On the Feyre Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thalude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, on Mithalar's and Nethery's wizard interviews. Um, we got the Vibrating Amulet. Mm -hmm. The Lost Scrolls of Sibria. Uh, mm -hmm. A book from Shadow Substance. Mm -hmm. The book Here Lies the King. Neventatost. Mm -hmm. And an Abjuration Radiating Amulet that we don't know what it does. Right. She was the one who was casting uh, Identify Spells for us before, right? Yes. So while it's fresh on her mind, I also have four plots of abjuration that need to be identified. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. I also have a potion that I've been carrying around for like all right. 16 um, sessions. <clears throat> she, will be, she will happily blow all of her spell slots on casting Identify for you right now free of charge. Just blow her load everywhere. She's going she's gonna to blow it all over you and your hair and your glasses, out. right in your belly button. Um, <laughs> it's like the front row of a Gallagher show. <laughs> uh, let's see. I will tell you that the... Um, the potions of resistance, I believe, are going to be frost. Well, yes, frost, lightning, fire, and poison. I believe those are the the four. Yes. All right, I guess right. I'm not going to write it down. You're so good at games, Ben. I broke video games, and now I've broken real games. <laughs> uh, and and my heart. Yeah, well, that's not hard. It will you not go on. You <laughs> a bunch of red meat and potatoes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Probably going to break on its own. Yeah. Um, you grabbed a uh, potion that fell out of the upside down. Yes, Treasure and I already drank it. And she already drank it. it. Yes, now you can cast Minor Illusions. Yay! Uh, what is the potion you're carrying around? I don't remember that one. It's a, um, out of character, it's a potion of growth. Ah, <laughs> she tells you it's a potion of growth. Um, not, not physical size. You can't 14-year-old like, jokes anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, not physical size. It's like personal growth. Like, you, you learn, you introspect. You have a better grasp of yourself and your cannibalism. Um, yeah, you just, like, wrap your fingers around the femur and... No, you learn how to use chopsticks. Yeah. They're for chopping. Yeah. Make sushi out of Sue. You know. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the magical slamulet. Uh, let's see. Vibrates and aroused. It gives Zevian more weird fucking powers. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, no, this is uh, a shield guardian amulet, oh, which she says is interesting. However... Uh, without a shield guardian to control, really is somewhat useless. If you encounter a shield guardian, perhaps you might be able to control it. What is a shield guardian? A shield guardian is like a large mechanical construct that's animated through magic. It's like a big robot that fights for you. Yeah. A robot? Mm -hmm. It's like the, like the big daddies. Yeah, yeah very okay. similar. Yep, so that's something we keep. And whoever so it would look like a, like a giant suit of armor, basically. Kind of oh. like that thing from Thor... Yeah, the yeah, the destroyer, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of sure. like that. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it should go to one of you two, because I think you need to be a magic person to use Is that, that the vibrating one? Yes. All right. 
roll history oh, to see if I recall yeah. seeing anything that would fit that description. I will allow you to all roll history to see if you remember anything that fits that description. I'll roll history? The elf nah. Yeah. Nah. 26. 26 is pretty good. Sai, you can make it with advantage. No. The goblins have it? Uh, 18. Yeah, what? it's the giant... I, I, it's the big fucking juggernaut thing they were driving? Yeah. No, not the thing they were driving. If you remember in the middle of Korkaloke, they, they had a giant headless suit of armor held a, held aloft by a crane. Yeah, it's that big thing. It's giant, giant. However, it was notably headless, and you feel as though... So if we can get head for the robot... Robot head. Yeah, if you can give the robot head and put a vib- and give it a vibrator, it will follow we you. We can ride it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, anything that you can give head and then a vibrator to will follow you forever. So that's my go-to move. Like swing Dale. <laughs> <laughs> and but we have not seen a head. We no, you have not gotten any head. All right, headless. Well, of all the reasons to ever go back to that place. Zev says, um, says an undercommon under her breath. Mm. Actually, she'll, she'll say it in Goblin to you. I don't know. Goblins are crafty. Not that crafty. And we shall be craftier. And switching back to uh, Common. Thank you, Valen. What And what is this one? She points to the Abjuration Amulet. Oh, uh, that is a Amulet plus of one. Protection plus one. Yeah. So just plus one AC? It's a rubber. I believe so. Can I have it? Okay. Really? I was expecting that to be more of a fight. You tank. Fuck yeah. Who else here tanks? <laughs> but I can turn into tank, so... Right. I mean, <laughs> you mean wild chip into a tank? It's, to tank? it's tank by committee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who here doesn't tank? <laughs> um, is there anything else you would like from Valin before we continue? A nap. Yeah, well, you're in your own ho- home now, so we, you can we take... We need a long rest. Ta- you can take all the naps. Rest, yeah. all right. Super long rest would be nice. Of no, if you are asking about the um, bizarre behavior of the Aurora, nobody in the in, in the immediate vicinity seems to have noticed. It's maybe an illusion localized to us. Interesting. Something along those lines. Since I don't s- sleep, so to speak, mm. as much as others, I'd like to be a study buddies with Valen. Okay. On those books, because I can can read Netherese, and if she needs translation, I can help her. Um, Valen is human, though, so at some point, she's going to go to sleep. Um... <laughs> I thought she was... Oh, wait, she just commands on that. She's yeah. Yeah. Herself. yeah. Um, someday. She but, wishes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's... I mean, like, honestly, same. Yeah. You know, we all wish to be liches. Make your lich come true. Um, so, as you are, you know, making yourself comfortable to take what will probably be several consecutive long rests before you set out again, um, this is not one of those things where you... Take you know, a nap and you feel great. You sleep and you leave in the morning. You know, spend some downtime in, in Bryn Shander while you can. Um, oh, yeah. she's going to suggest if you have business to the north, insinuating number six, um, if. yeah, then I suggest you handle it, uh, on the road, um, because I wish to travel to the boat launch, uh, to speak with those barbarians and hopefully you were able to barter passage with them. Um, while you're in town, I suggest finding something you might use as uh, trade bait to try and win them over. Uh, failing that, we should see about this awakened whale or perhaps talk to it anyway uh, on the way. It appears that most ships set sail from that general vicinity because it is the furthest point away from the uh, frost giants and their long ships. It's a constant danger in the sea of moving ice, I'm told. 
She said the West Seven is where they're launching from. Uh, seven is Revel's End. They're launching from five. Oh, that's Revel's End. So we don't actually care that much about seven. No, you could probably blow off seven. It seems like nobody's really had given you a compelling reason to go there, aside from the fact that it's Revel's End and it's cool. Like Janth is there, which makes me want to not go there. <laughs> and a whole bunch of Carnage and Duergar. Carnegar. Carnegar. I definitely intend to visit it. Carnegar. I want to hang out with Jan today, but we got we got a whole bunch of things. But only sometimes. Only for five minutes Mm. of the entire movie. All right, then yeah, I think it's Macrita's time, and if the mirror is a convenient way to dodge going through Lonelywood proper. Okay. Going through Lonelywood proper now seems like a really bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to six. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but six by way of the mirror, which isn't on the map. Six is a, a random point in Lonelywood. But you know how to get there because it's a one of those ancient elven magical tricks where you only know how to get there if you've already been there. It's been unlocked mm-hmm. on our mini-map. Yes, exactly. So you can fast travel there. Hell yeah. Uh, was there any casualties in Bryn Shander? From? The Anything? dragon... Uh, like, people I mean, who were injured on the way in... Um, yeah, so several people did um, arrive with injuries. Um... They were well taken care of by the for the most part by um, there's a, a few different temples of sun gods and and good aligned gods that have clerics that have healing magic, so they did what they could. But unfortunately, of course, there's always going to be some casualties, and there's they're also ran into a situation where there wasn't just uh, just enough mundane first aid and food and mm-hmm. warm shelter to go around. So mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, there's there's been a little bit of die off on the refugee population. Anything about eating the refugees? Maybe. You looking for a snack? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to start taking uh, levels of exhaustion. They're not refugees; they're just leftovers. You, you, you probably <laughs> should. You're not sure when you travel north. You're not sure when you're coming back south again. So unless you find a snack on the road, um, you should probably pack a lunch. Pack <laughs> 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 Um. Oh, but Belinda's a necromancer, right? She is a necromancer. Uh, and of note, the last thing you knew Valin to be up to before you left to go to the Lost Spire is she had a uh, small workforce of zombies animated that mm-hmm. were helping bury the dead to keep scavengers like Knowles from coming to the Ten Towns looking for yeah. for a meal. So if you are if you are going to politely inquire about where you might find a, 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 a doggy bag, <laughs> um, she would probably be able Man to help flesh. you out with that. Also, Sai was helping with that, and Sai already knows your proclivities. That's true. I'm not sure you've uh, revealed to Valen your particular dietary restrictions yet. Gluten-free. Yeah, but she's a necromancer, so I feel like she wouldn't be super judgy. Um, You'd be surprised how touchy people can get about cannibalism. Actually, maybe you (laughs) wouldn't. (laughs) You shouldn't. No, I got my head right up in there. (laughs) Hey, I eat ass. No, like literally, I eat ass. (laughs) It's the densest form of protein. Ass? And in the winter, it's nature's pocket. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can either approach Sai or approach Valen, and either way, you will get what you need. But there is, yeah, there is yeah. plenty to go okay. around. Cool, cool. No, no young cannibals. No fine young cannibals will starve tonight. It's all well preserved. And um, mm. It's great. And um... <laughs> hungry man dinners. Because <laughs> 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 she's hungry and wants to eat a man. I'm thirsty. No, I'm like I'm really like thirsty. <laughs> um, if I partake of a little snacky snack, mm-hmm. a little midnight snack, um, 
Does big scary elf daddy show up at all? Hmm. Um, Do I get to have a chit chat with him? Are you looking to or are you looking to not? I am looking to. Mm, okay. Um, you are taking downtime, essentially. Oh, but before that happens, mm. we were all talking about if she's going to go see Spooky. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I sort of imagine that this is like sleep first, then... Then Spook Daddy. Wait then until like people are sleeping or busy jerking off. <laughs> One does. Um, you open the door and it's like, I'm molting, stop. <laughs> <laughs> There's fuck else to do in Icewind Dale. Molting. That's one way of keeping warm. So, yes, if your goal is to commune with your patron, um, Creepy Elf Daddy, uh, you may do so by the following quote-unquote ritual. Uh, You need a quiet space. You need a, um, a place with an uninterrupted view of the, uh, the glacier. Um, so a view west, a view east rather. You don't actually have to see the glacier; it just needs to be in front of you. Um, and you need to consume your food, um, and then build a fire to lure him in with. And then, when you are seated in front of the fire, facing the glacier, if you don't wait for it to happen and don't watch for it to happen. He will come from the darkness and sit beside you and answer questions. But only for a limited time. You're not allowed to feed the fire. Mm-hmm. The fire will go out in due time. And then when the fire is petered out and you are left in darkness, he will be gone again. Rad. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Rad Dad. Rad Dad. What is it? They call me Rad. <laughs> So when you're ready. Alright, it's go time. He gives you the double guns. <laughs> Dad! Sup, girl? No, you, um... It's his job to embarrass you. <laughs> you eat your food, mm-hmm. you build your fire, you sit facing the glacier, and you get lost in sort of a quiet reverie-style meditation, and then without realizing it's happened, there's another figure seated at the, the fire. Um, if you turn and look, you will see that it is the razor teethed elven man with the long stringy white hair and the balding pate that you have seen several times before, though it is more comfortable for both of you if you just face the glacier and speak without looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Una will just get right down to brass tacks mm. and say... Do, do you oppose the Frost Maiden? She and I wanted different things for a long time. Now, perhaps we want the same. And what is that? Freedom from our prisons. What will happen when you are free? 
bound by flesh, I am consumed with hunger. I will eat until I am sated. And I am bound to you? You hold no oath to me. Though if you stop eating, I think you know what will become with you. I understand. The Frost Maiden is also bound. She will resist, but she yearns for freedom. Flesh is a prison. Where do I find her? West, across the water. The fire is getting low. You can feel the cold starting to return. If you are both free, what will become of you? You have no need to worry about that. And with that, he withdraws into the darkness. Didn't want to pop that during the tense RP. <laughs> you and I shared a look. I wonder if we're thinking the same thing. I think that I... <clears throat> the what's it that gives flesh to things is what created the flesh that Oriel is currently in and that's why everything's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. The ritual in the tower yeah, provides that. flesh to uh, things that don't uh, have substance. Yes. Yeah. Oriel is bound in flesh. I was thinking who Oriel might be and I was like is it? And I was like no it's not. It couldn't be Ravison, could it? Revison possible. Revison could have pushed the button that made it happen. She had an identical twin. Right? She had an identical twin who's dead. Very yeah. dead. We know that they're dead for sure. Um, and we saw like she was streaked with tears leaving the site of the burial or whatever it was. Yeah. Because um, she'd been killed in Lonelywood, and that's why she fucked up Lonelywood like real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that she was wandering east when we saw her on the mirror a long ass time ago. So she could have been going to the tower. Yeah, to accept a real. And they've been going to towns asking for sacrifices. We don't necessarily know that all those sacrifices that were offered up were burned outside the cities the way that most of them were. Yeah. They could have taken sacrifices to the tower to feed into the altar. Anyway, none of us know all that because those are conversations she had with her patron that we did. True. So. And you are free to share all or none of that or any portion of it that you wish with the party, but otherwise it's just party speculation. It's just fun to theory craft because it's also fun to be really, really, really wrong at the end when I go back and listen to the audience. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I'm never not listening for better, for better <laughs> plot twists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so please speculate out loud. You never know when you might be right. <laughs> you scare Brian in the background. Um. I don't have anything concrete that I necessarily know that I want to share. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to put a soft, uh, one more second, put a soft time limit on how many times you can request your patron to come speak with you. Yeah. I'm going to say once every seven days. Yeah. If you try it again in the next seven days, it'll fail. Um, speaking of things that happen once every seven days, you can mark off that your horn of summoning barbarians. Barbarian is, daddies. Is recharged. Yes. You plugged it into the wall before you left, and now you can you can unplug it and use it one more time. Thing nice. takes fucking forever. Horny it does take seven days to charge area. up. Um, Uno went off by herself to go do this, right? I imagine. Um, so Sai is looking for her, um, and would like to run into her as she comes back. Would you be alright with that, Uno? Yes. Then, by all means, take the floor. Um, and he is being stealthy about it, not to be seen too much. Mm-hmm. I, I have a something for you, in case, you know, I know that you don't eat a lot, but you might, you might like some of this stuff. <laughs> and stuff. He, and he, he hands you a little leather pouch, mm-hmm. and you know what's in it. Did you make some jerky? Because <laughs> he's been helping with uh, <laughs> clean up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also refrained from creating zombies just out of respect for the towns. <clears throat> but I do have enough parts for one. Okay. Stash. <laughs> I'll build your own zombie kit. Stash. Stash. It's Lego. <laughs> uh, I'll say that it's hidden somewhere in Brinchander. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You you can make like like uh, like little like build your own zombie kits and just hide them in rain barrels and. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one. He's a goblin. People probably watch him anyway. So I think one is good. Well, you're getting you're getting attention from the townspeople here for really the opposite reason, like. You are the goblin that saved the ten towns. Like, you know, there's your 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 very kind of diverse group, uh, with the exception of the two humans, um, is easily recognizable now, and you're getting uh, positive attention. You're getting people who are watching you because they know what you've done. Even more reason why I don't be, want to be caught with a sack yeah, yeah. full of arms yeah. and legs. And <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with that, buddy? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, just gotta go bury it. Yeah, it's over that way. The sky is backwards. I got confused. <laughs> Supplies these days really cost an arm and a leg. Uh, but it's also uh, like mismatched limbs. Toe nailed it. <laughs> um, so you've had your role play, mm-hmm. um, and you've had your moment with Una. Are you satisfied with the way that it All concluded? Right. All right, very good. Um, before you set out, and the plan is still Magic Mirror and then number six? Yep. Before you set out, you have um, some downtime in Bryn Chander, proper downtime to do whatever you might need. I know you just had some before you went to the Lost Spire of Netheril, but I wanted to make sure you guys got your opportunity to do whatever you want to do in Civilization before you, before you head back out to the wild. Oh! Um, ben made a good point. Uh, really? No, I didn't. That doesn't well, sound like yeah. Ben at all. <laughs> Listen, how, how many sessions have we had? He's allowed one. One, okay. Um, but no more. Yeah, no yeah, more. You won't be getting a big head about it. You're done, you dick. We've already, uh, <laughs> we've already determined nobody gets head. <laughs> <laughs> um, being an alchemist guild, would I be able to uh, scrap together the ability to make a potion or two of ice resistance. Mm. Uh, yes, you can get the proper ingredients. You know how to brew it. There is a chance of failure, um, but Anon will give you uh, a uh, assistance on the roll because she's an, a, a trained alchemist. And um, So that's uh, advantage or a plus? I'll, give the, I'll, I'll say it's advantage because you two can brew it together. Um, 
And proficiency yeah. with alchemist tools, probably. So yep. that yep. plus intelligence, I think, is usually the thing. Yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, it's not a very rare potion. It's like an uncommon potion, I think. Right? I think it's uncommon, yeah. Resistance right. is uncommon, and then rare would be like the, the really weird ones, yeah. like stone giants. So it should be fairly simple. Great baby! Ooh, okay, you get a double you get a double di- uh, batch. Double you, dip and do it. You, you you waste none. Nice. So you have the you have the uh you were you were scraping it up enough up for two, right? Yeah. So you make two, but you still have ingredients left over, so you could try for a third. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, king of the fucking fuck. Seventeen. Yeah, okay, you get three potions. Nice. Hot diggity fucking dog. Mm. Amazing. Yes. Um and that, you know, that's coming out of what you would be collecting for dues from alchemy guild members, which there aren't many of left. I mean, I mean, there aren't many of them. He can scrap them for parts. <laughs> there aren't many of anybody left. True. A little sad to think now that the um, the tabaxi, the sassy tabaxi that helped you not have a slot Foxes in, the snow. in your abdomen is probably very dead. Uh, mm. She um, does have nine lives, so like... That's true. I'll resurrect her. She won't say that much, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, you did also determine that she was, I want to say, Zentarum double agent? Yeah, something like that. Um, so she may be in Targus. Or she might be the corpse. Or she might be, yeah, in Targus. Way dead. Yeah. Um, or she might be in the fucking uh, Forge, for all you know. Maybe she's off fucking around with Avarice and her crew. Maybe she stepped into the brewery, and now she's somewhere out in fucking Chult. <laughs> yeah, That's could where be. she's from, I think. Yeah, it is. Um... <laughs> Anybody else have downtime activities they want to get fucking funky with? Fucking funky. Just reading. Okay. Seeing, seeing if anything useful with these from these nether books that we can use mm. later in, in future. Um, so can, just to give you some... I'll, try, I'll focus on the fluid okay. the stuff because that was a horrifying construct. Yes. Was this... I don't, I don't know. Did the netheries do anything... I know that uh, the Regan guy said that these things are probably serpents of Aureal, but Zev wants to confirm. Is this... Could this also be, like, repurposed Netherese magic or construction of these things? That's what Zev wonders. All right. Um, and you can stop me, me from wasting my time. No, uh, you're not wasting your time at all. You have the proper materials for this. Uh, but this is how you want to spend your downtime. I'm all for it. Uh, Loves your books. Yeah, uh, I'm going to call it a... Uh, a Are you proficient in Arcana? Not yet. All right, Next then you, you may make an Arcana check with proficiency. Well, if you insist. Okay, so only 13. 13? All right, uh, so with a 13, you could determine that it seems unlikely that a Thelude, a Tomb Tapper, is repurposed uh, for or real in her purposes. Um, let's see. Well, I know it's not big enough to be one of them. I meant... Yeah. It would it be some similar nightmare creature that uh, the does it have Netherese made? origins basically? Yeah. Mm, well, it, it absolutely. So this um, the Walker does not appear to have any Netherese origins that you can determine. Okay. Um, then yeah, Zeb just I think she determines she's she's uh, going down the wrong the wrong rabbit hole on this one. I will uh, tell you that with that roll, uh, if you t- were to encounter one of these, not saying that you ever will. Mm-hmm. No. Um, ridiculous, frankly. They are resistant to fire, or I'm sorry, resistant to lightning, immune to cold and fire, uh, and have blind sight for 240 feet. And radiant. Uh, no, I, I'm talking about the Tomb Tapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because um, specifically that was the book you were reading through, and yes. this is just information that you get from reading through it. He's too much. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yes, it does not appear that anything about the Thalude... Uh, 
relates at all to the walker that you encountered. Okay, so she learns things, just not mm. anything useful. Not things. things you were shooting for. Things will be useful when we're 11th level, and Brian's like, remember when I said I wouldn't throw this at you? <laughs> I would never do that. Certainly not. Uh, just for funsies. From <laughs> just, just getting a little census information here. Um, how many people were in Lonelywood? I'll tell you. It was a small lumberjacking community. I think it was only like 300 people. It is the second like smallest town just above Only Dugan's 300 butthole. people. Yeah, so one um, down, 299 to go. Yeah, you're almost there. Uh, let's see. And some of them were children, so... Yeah, those those are way slower. <laughs> and softer. I wonder, like, Lonelywood, population 100. Oh, see? Oh, he's, yeah, oh, he's 99. We're in double digits. Fine, guys, I've beaten up tons of kids. I'm ready for this. <laughs> they're like the shitty uh, dollar store flashlights. You have to, like. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're shitty dollar store no, kids. They're I'm children. Like, they're kinetic oh, flashlights. You can check them. 99 Uh Yeah, so, yeah, there are 100 people, or the last you knew, there was 100 people in Lonelywood. And presumably some of them did escape. We'll find out, I guess. But I mean. Yeah. Anybody else have escape. a yeah, um, escape to the afterlife? Sure. Um, does anybody else have a downtime activity they want to do? Shopping? Uh, not shopping, but I'm going to be getting bandaged up for a long time because that really fucking hurt. I took 50 mm. points of damage in one round. You look like you have something to. Yeah, I want to just. Uh, I just want to send the letter home, a because I know that the dragon was like doing a lot of shit, mm. and that's out of the way for a reason. Mm-hmm. But there is like a little part of me that's like. God, it would really suck if I got home and I'm like, I'm home, oh shit, and mm. everybody's dead. Yeah, that would really suck. I can't imagine yeah, what that I know. would be that like. That would be really shame. terrible. Um, but I'm just sort of like writing a missive home being like, hey, don't know if you saw the dragon or anything like that, or if y'all were too busy wallowing in the depths of the dark. Mm. Um, but that happened. Also, um, hey mom... You you ever seen anything like this before? Okay. Um, uh, also, going up to the ice place, maybe maybe across the ocean for a while. Mm. You know, Irvin uh, can have my bedroom if I don't come <laughs> back. Um, and are you sending this out and hoping for a reply before you set out again? Um, <coughs> I never hope for a reply. Mm. Um, then you are surprised when you receive one. Okay. Um, Hopes dashed. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> move, no, it, it's just one of those things. Move where my it's Nordic like, track into your bedroom. Don't come home. Um, that's the flavor of like family relationship. It's like you send mail, nobody responds. Yeah. Um, the mail, the the missive you receive uh, is is delivered by a messenger you never see, which is not surprising to you. Uh, you just sort of awaken one morning and a note has been slid under your door. Mm-hmm. Um, so theoretically somebody came and went from your home in the night without anybody detecting it. Including yeah, sounds about right. All of you. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the note simply reads that the Frost Maiden is the enemy and anyone who opposes her is an ally. A potential ally. Cool. Mm-hmm. Good. Just gonna like Great. Um, and actually, I'm going to retcon that. Um, what, was it, what was it? Uh, and this is something you know from having spoken to your mother about matters before. She refers to Oril by the moniker, um, I believe, I want to say it's the Queen of Air and Shadow. Mm. That frigid bitch. 
Let's not forget uh, potions of cold resistance. Uh, so I just made so three of them. So I made three oh, you did uh, the ring. I was going to do a thing, but you skipped over. That'll, that'll, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. That'll help us not um, water up But I was saying, uh, it, it's taking some bandaging because I took a billion points of damage in one round. Mm. Uh, but while I'm sort of recovering... Does anybody else have anything they want to yeah, do? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 